This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. All righty, the Golden State Warriors, 112. Indiana Pacers 89, and for one night, everything clicked for the Golden State Warriors, particular here at home where they've sometimes struggled. they coming off a 3-1 and one road trip, coming back home to face the Indiana Pacers, and after a sluggish first quarter, they really got things going, and it was the equivalent of a baseball laugher tonight. And we haven't seen a lot – well, we've seen – Let's say fewer than we normally see here uh, tonight, but it, it looked like it was an overmatched Indiana Pacers team. It looks like it's a Pacers team that's starting to wear down a little bit after some injuries, and it also looks like the Golden State Warriors are starting to count down the days of the regular season because they know the big games are coming in three or four weeks, J.D., yeah, and I thought 19-19 at the end of the first quarter, but it was and it was ugly, but it wasn't because the Warriors weren't trying to play the right way. I think they were playing at a high level defensively and shots weren't falling. So you really got the impression that if they could continue that, at some point shots were going to fall and they were going to be able to get on a little bit of a run and gain some separation. And that run wound up coming at the end of the second quarter, right before halftime. So the Warriors push it out to a 10-point lead at halftime. And then something that we used to see a lot that we haven't seen much of is when the Warriors do go in at halftime and they have that lead, how often this year have we seen them let a team right back into the game in the third quarter? Whereas historically, you know, going back to last year, the Warriors would put a thumping on somebody in a third quarter. Well, tonight that's exactly what they did. They sensed the, that Indiana may not want to continue to compete if the Warriors were able to to hit him in the mouth a little bit, and the Warriors hit him in the mouth early in the third quarter. It winds up being 35-19 in the frame, and it was blowout city from there uh, down the stretch and in the fourth quarter, and it, it, it did. It felt like old times, Steiny. Yeah, and you're right about that first quarter, 19-19 uh, after one period, and I, I'm not going to criticize them for that kind of first quarter because that that tells me they're defending – it tells me uh, they're focused defensively, and so you have to allow uh, for maybe they didn't shoot the ball well in the first half. Well, I don't really care if they don't shoot the ball well if the effort's there, and the bottom line is 19 points in the first quarter kind of makes it official that they were into the game, particularly defensively. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather have it almost be 19-19 than 35-35. Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen a lot of those – type of games at the end of the first quarter 
and it allows a team to just hang in and gain confidence as the game goes on. And if the Warriors do have a bad four, six-minute stretch, maybe they can get up six, eight, ten points on the Warriors, and the Warriors have been less apt to be able to sustain comebacks like they have in this building in the past. So I, I actually thought the 1919 was a really good sign and a sign that the Warriors were going to get on a big run. I'll tell you another thing tonight. Uh, six players in double figures for the Warriors, but nobody scores 20. And you have DeMarcus Cousins leading the way. I mean, it was really a, a true balanced attack uh, for the Warriors, and I thought DeMarcus Cousins was was terrific against Miles Turner. I thought he really punished him. I, I think uh, Indiana, you know, were, they were doubling him a little bit early, and I think he was still finding ways to, to score in the paint. Uh, I just thought he was active. I mean, tonight was a, a real strong effort from DeMarcus Cousins, and it seemed like everybody was trying to just get everybody else into the flow offensively. Another one of those games where, you know, you look up and Durant ends up with nine field goal attempts, and, you know, Clay Thompson struggled early one of nine, but it just it seemed like there was more of a an emphasis on maybe aside from Clay, trying to move the basketball and, 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 and less isolation, which I think is a good sign. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to talk about this one. You're listening to the Warrior Wrap-Up brought to you by uh, Realtor.com, the home of home search. Yeah, I, I tried to do some quick uh, math here, J.D., and – Kevin Durant took 13 shots against Minnesota. He took nine tonight, and he hasn't taken that few uh, attempts in a two-game stretch in over a year and a half. So, and even the the two games where he did that before, one was a 46-point win against the Phoenix Suns. And the other was a win against the Sacramento Kings. Both games he played uh, less than 30 minutes. So uh, what we're seeing right now in Kevin, with Kevin Durant, at least in the last two games, is he's shooting as, as little as he shot uh, as a Golden State Warrior. Now, I realize it's only two games, but it's still kind of noticeable. And even if you go back... Uh, a, a little further than that, you know, he's, he's got some 15 and 16 shot games. So his shots seem to be coming down a little bit. I guess the question would be, uh, is that just a function of more players getting involved or, or is there something more you think he's trying to do? Yeah, I, I just think it's a matter of every once in a while, and I've really noticed it the last three games. I, I, that's that's where I want to draw the, the mark of delineation uh, because – to me, it almost – it's like there was a conversation had, you know, with him as far as, you know, let's get everybody involved in the offense. Let's really move it. I keep going back to the Western Conference Finals uh, and the what was caught uh, on camera that Steve Kerr was a little bit irritated that got caught on camera was the conversation where Steve Kerr is comparing Durant to Jordan and how Michael Jordan at times would have to allow his teammates to get involved in the game knowing full well – that later on the ball was going to find him, whether later on in the shot clock or later on in the game, the ball was going to find him, and then he was going to be able to go to work and, and maybe have to bail uh, his team out. So I, I think it it certainly appears there's been a concerted effort in these last couple of games with Durant back to try and make sure everybody's involved, whether that's come from Kerr or, or Durant himself. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but... 
regardless, it's been a positive sign for the Warriors these last couple of games. Warriors 112, Pacers 89. This is the Warriors wrap-up show brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. I also think tonight what's a little bit noticeable and, and maybe makes the win even a little bit sweeter is Steph Curry 5 for 15 tonight, Clay Thompson 7 for 18 tonight. So their backcourt didn't really shoot the ball well, and yet this game was never in doubt and I do think tonight, anyway, DeMarcus Cousins was the best player on the floor. And if if he can give that to the Warriors once in a while, I mean, he doesn't even have to do that all the time. But, you know, who knows what happens tonight if Cousins doesn't set a tone. Maybe, uh, you know, Thompson and Curry struggle and and maybe Durant doesn't have it. But it's just another player, another really good player who has an opportunity to carry him, and he kind of did carry him on, on a night like tonight. And you know what? Steph Curry and Clay Thompson don't have to sweat it. Yeah, it's all about picking that right night, and Cousins certainly had the, the right night tonight, and I think maybe the right matchup tonight too, uh, You know, which, which can be a positive. But you're right, it's, it's all about reducing – the margin for error and, and just creating, uh, you know, or increasing the margin for error, rather, you know, giving yourself more opportunities by virtue of having more talent uh, on, on the floor at a given time. If a couple of guys are struggling, you've got more guys than the opposition that that maybe can have a big game for you. And I think that's what ultimately helps you win playoff games is if you've got five chances that a guy can dominate a game and the other team's only got two, well, you got to like those odds, obviously, if you're the Warriors when it gets down to you know, trying to three-peat and win another championship. 888-957-9570. This is the Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, your home for home search. I'm looking at some of the numbers uh, in the Indiana box score, and this will give you an indication of just how good the Warriors were defensively. Uh, Miles Turner, he was two for ten from the floor. Wes Matthews tonight, mm-hmm. one for nine. Corey Joseph, one for seven. Uh, yeah. DeMontis Sabonis, two for nine. So the, on the night they shot 38.5%. Yeah. And really, the game ended up, what, 99, 23-point win. Uh, you know, what happens if Kyle O'Quinn doesn't come in those last seven minutes and get a plus 10? I mean, this is a 40-point game then. Well, and you don't even count Bogdanovich, who was three for 10. Yeah. You don't no, even factor him in. That was, almost, night. that was almost too good. Yeah, it's not a bad night. For the tonight. way the Warriors were keeping everybody else down. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Indiana starting to, starting to slip a little bit in the Eastern Conference. It looks like they're going to end up at 5 JD, which I think a lot of people want because it sets up the the kind of definitive four best teams in the Eastern Conference uh, to end up all advancing to their final four kind of in the Eastern Conference. And uh, obviously no Victor Oladipo. This team's slipped a little bit. And uh, tonight they were even without their head coach, Nick, Nate McMillan, who had a, uh, had a death in the family. But the Warriors roll tonight uh, 112-89. And it was one of those nights where everybody on the roster played. Everybody pitched in a little bit. Uh, what did you think of Bogut tonight? 
only played nine minutes. I but thought... he didn't. What ha- just to just to let people know, Cousins started the game. He came out, and Looney was the first sub tonight. But he got two fouls, and yeah. Bogut ended up playing a couple minutes in that first quarter. I think Bogut's greatest contribution tonight was just his presence in the building as the first game, you know, back at Oracle for him. And, and I'm, I know you laugh, and, I, and I'm saying that half, you know, joking as well. But he got a nice ovation right at tip-off. The Warriors played a, a, a tribute you know, video, kind right. of welcome back video uh, for Andrew Bogut. And he got that ovation, and he acknowledged the crowd, and and I think it it added to the buzz in this building tonight at the tip, and I think it gave the Warriors a little bit of extra juice. And you couple that with them, you know, clearly wanting to make a concerted effort to to come out and you know play better on the defensive end, and I think it it all worked out. Now on the floor, you, know, you had Bo get out there trying to stabilize uh, the end of the ball game. <laughs> tonight right. as well which which didn't go great uh either but yeah i look i i think just having him back in the building was a feel good for the warriors teammates that play with him and for everybody in the arena so for all the conversation about the crowd and what whether they're into the game or not i i thought his presence helped set a tone for that being more in lockstep than it's been well i actually thought the crowd was noticeably loud tonight yeah and i don't know if it was because of bogut I think at the tip it was, but I also think it's the, you know it was a workmanlike effort. But then the show came. Right, the show right. did come. Yeah, it did come. And when and the show comes, that's when this place it just it gets lit up more than any other. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that the crowd was into it at the beginning of the game, but that first quarter. Look, if the Warriors are defending, but they're not shooting well, eh, it's not quite as exciting as when they're defending and shooting well and it just took them a little while to get going Uh, but once they started going particularly late in that second quarter uh, I did think the crowd was into it and uh, you know in light of what Clay Thompson had said before the team uh, went on this recent road trip I thought they they responded all right we come back we'll hear from a few Warriors players the Golden State Warriors win tonight 112-89 You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, Warriors beat the Indiana Pacers tonight, 112-89 here at Oracle Arena. Uh, defensively, it was a solid effort by the Warriors, holding the Indiana Pacers to 38.5% uh, from the field. The Warriors got off to a little bit of a sluggish start themselves at the offensive end, but their defense was consistent uh, all night. And they win on a night where Clay Thompson and Steph Curry don't exactly shoot the ball uh, great, but their defense uh, wins him the ball game tonight. Speaking of Clay Thompson, uh, let's take a listen to what he had to say after this one. Um, well, we're all healthy, which helps a lot. And we're very deep now with the acquisition of Andrew. And um, we're just really locked in in these last regular season games because um, you don't want any slips up setting in the playoffs. We want to feel good about ourselves. That's great. There you go, Mark. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry about that. 
when, when you're when you're I mean you've been Bogut's been back for several games, but to see him back here get the applause that he mm-hmm. got, uh, I'm sure that didn't surprise you. What, what what are you feeling when you're hearing that applause and then playing with him again on this court? I'm happy for him. Very happy because he's been through a lot after he left, uh, bouncing around. He got hurt, and I see him back healthy, and he's going to add so much. Um, toughness and and moxie to our team especially off the bench to back up to Marcus what a great fit for us and it was like second nature he didn't need to learn any of the plays and he deserved that ovation I'm really happy the fans gave him that due because uh, he was a huge part of why we won our first championship he was a anchor in the middle and he'll do the same this playoff run for us Uh, Clay, what changed for you guys after that first quarter? I mean, both teams only had 19 points after the first quarter. You guys really turned yeah. on the second and third, and then before you know it, you're up by, what, 30-something points? Well, I finally decided to make a shot, so <laughs> I felt good. And um, our defense is great. We, uh, When we're able to get out in transition, get the crowd into it, it's so much fun to be a part of. And DeMarcus, I mean, he was a monster on the block, you know. Just a very efficient night. He made it look easy. It looks like the coaching staff is putting you and DeMarcus together a lot, uh, especially to start that second and fourth. Is there is there a chemistry there, and how is that working to, with you two as a duo? I mean, it's great. Uh, I love playing with DeMarcus. He sets great screens. He catches everything you throw at him. And um, he's just an amazing presence out there with his toughness and his competitiveness and he's going to be such a big part of what we do in the playoffs because he's such a low block force especially when our outside shots not falling with great regularity we're just going to throw it down to him and he's going to get buckets cool that's clay thompson classic vintage vintage clay thompson uh clay thompson and here's a little here's a little news a little news for warrior fans Sunday, when the Warriors take on the Detroit Pistons and Zaza Pachulia gets his ring from last year, Clay Thompson will be presenting him with that ring. And he'll probably have a couple good one-liners, I got to believe, when he uh, has the microphone in front of him. And, of course, you know, J.D., these two guys have a dunking competition, but it's been a blowout, I guess, the last two years. Yeah, at one point it was 11-1, to 1, I think. This Clay. year? This year. Oh. Yeah, and he's... Yeah, he's been uh, he's been dunking more than you. You know what? I'm going to find that out. I'm going to ask Raymond about that. I got to believe Clay's got more dunks this year than in any other year of his of his career. And you know what? That's the kind of thing you can find out now. Yeah, there's a couple of good things going on this weekend too. Dirk Nowitzki has storied history with the Warriors. Yeah, obviously going all the way back to We Believe and the Warriors knocking him out during his MVP season in 2007 when they were the one seed. Dirk Nowitzki's final appearance at Oracle. I, I got to think the Warriors fans are going to give him a, a hell of an ovation. I, re, I really do. Just given the oh, odd course, yeah. the odd ties uh, and, and, of course, one of the, the all-time greats, uh, obviously, to, to ever play the game. So it, it's, a, it's, an, it's a different weekend with you know Dallas and, and Detroit coming in. Detroit not having been here yet, uh, as a couple of Eastern Conference teams haven't, including Indiana, prior to tonight. But, uh, yeah, just a, a little bit of a different feel with a couple of uh, – couple of things going on this weekend. Well, thinking of Nowitzki, I got to believe after they lost to We Believe, that had to be the lowest 
point of his career, you would think. In fact, that'd be. A, I, I, Didn't he go? I thought he went. I think he went home, like to Germany, and like grew a beard, and just yeah, I didn't, didn't I, like didn't talk to anybody for a couple of months. Yeah, I'd I'd love to uh, ask him about that Saturday. Maybe I will just because that. I mean, what what people forget about that run, uh, the we believe run was, you know, not only was were the Mavericks the one seed and the Warriors were the eight seed, but the Mavericks were sixty seven and fifteen that year. Uh, which at that time was one of the best records in any season of any NBA team. I want to say the Bulls had 72. The uh, Bulls also had 69. The Lakers had 69. And I want to say maybe there was one 68 and then they're 67. What I'm getting at is they had one of the best years uh, in NBA history. It just just wasn't your 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 – one eight upset. Well, and and yeah, and then compare it also to you know some of the Warriors teams recently. The the fourteen fifteen Warriors team won sixty seven games, right. and the sixteen seventeen team won sixty seven games as well. So when you when you start to look at at it under that context of you know what we've seen this Warriors team do lately, uh, it, it's pretty impressive as a as a frame of reference. All right, now I don't – maybe you could solve this mystery for me. I just got a text from Raymond Ritter who had left before I had said, you know, we got to ask Raymond Ritter about Clay's dunks. And a text has just shown up, 24 dunks most in a season for Clay Thompson. How did he know that? He was gone, wasn't he? He didn't hear me say, you know, I'm going to ask Raymond about the dunks. He might have been listening on his phone on, on the way down. You think? You never know. All right. You could have had somebody else listening, too. Maybe the postgame show's on down in the down in the PR room where people are transcribing. Yeah, anyway. All right, well, that's a blowout this year, then. Uh, Clay Thompson is absolutely rubbing it in. He also may have just asked, you know. Tapped Anthony Slater as Anthony Slater's right because I think Anthony Slater's kept tabs on it all. Oh, really? Throughout the year. Okay. Well, in any event, uh, Zaza's. I don't know what they bet. Maybe that's another thing we got to find out. What what is on the line? Uh, all right. We come back. We're going to hear from Andrew Bogut. We're going to hear from Steph Curry. You're listening to the Warriors wrap up. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. Laffer tonight, Golden State 112, Indiana Pacers 89. Uh, easy win for the Golden State Warriors tonight as they follow up a 3-1 and game road trip uh, with a uh, win tonight. Dallas comes in Saturday. All right, let's, uh, let's go. Uh, what's, what's tonight's play of the game? Play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Drop straight down. Draymond gets it. Lead out. Cousins. Great catch. And the conversion with a right-hand layup. What a catch by DeMarcus Cousins running the floor. He's got 15 and the Pacers want time. 63-48. Steph Curry says, hey, go crazy. That was a great play. 
All right, there it is. That's the play of the game. Remember to listen tomorrow at 1030. When we tell you when to call, you tell us what the play of the game is. We'll give you $100. It's really that simple. All right, let's hear from Andrew Bogut. And Andrew's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. Andrew, how did it feel to be back in, on your home court and the ovation that you got from the fans before you even were introduced? That was good. Um, obviously, great to be back, first and foremost, and seeing familiar faces and really appreciate um, all the fans, not only tonight, but just walking around um, in the Bay Area. I've had old, young, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers, like everyone's coming up to me and welcoming me back and saying they're happy to have me back, and it's pretty pretty special, so I'm very happy to be here. So if you knew you'd be this popular, would you have come back sooner? I don't think it was up to me at that point. Um, but, yeah, I would have, obviously, but, uh, you know, circumstances prevented that um, at the time. And it's just funny, you know, with my old age, you get a bit sentimental, and it's funny how life works, right? Um, yeah, but uh, happy to be here and hopefully talking to you at the end of June as well. Andrew, have you felt like you've been able to catch your breath yet? A little bit, yeah. I got I got, I got got up at 6 a.m. today, which was pretty good. That was a sleep in. Um, so still a little jet lag, but, but getting over it. Um, so... I think I found a new technique to cure jet lag, and it's just just get into it as soon as you get there, and um, you can't really think about it too much. So looking forward to having a, a lighter day tomorrow, and um, we obviously have a, a back-to-back um, on the weekend, and be ready for that. Andrew, this group has been trying to find a, find its defensive identity in, in this last stretch. Um, what's your take on, on how the team's coming together defensively since you've been here? and? Uh, Maybe just how Kevin established that with the three early blocks tonight. Yeah, tonight was um, probably the best game we've played defensively in the last three that I've been involved in. Um, it was a big difference from, from the last two two games against San Antonio and, and Minnesota we had on the road. Um, today was, was phenomenal. Um, you know, we, we made them take bad shots in the half court late in the shot clock and turned them over. And I mean, they, we, we shot, I think, 30% in the first half and were still up 10, which usually in this league, if you shoot that bad, you're down 10 or 15. So... Um, it's hard, you know, it's the third year of a three-peat for a lot of these guys, so it's the dog days of the season just to get to the finish line healthy and be ready for the playoffs. So um, I can see why it does become a bit of a mental strain sometimes. Uh, that running left-handed half hook, whatever that was, is that something you've had before or is that something that just came out of the – how did that one come, come up? <laughs> one had to go in. The rest of them were bricks. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's something I've – I've had kind of my game, but just 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 read the play and threw it up there. So I'm um, playing in Australia. I kind of got a bit of my offensive game back a little bit more than, than I had in the NBA towards the end of my career. So got some a bit more confidence to shoot the ball, and um, there'll be times throughout the season where where I'll, I'll hoist them up. Anything else? There it is, Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut. Hey, uh, let's go out to Fillmore, Mike. What's going on, Fillmore, Mike? How you doing, man? Oh, man, you guys sound great on air tonight, man. I love it when you go. You guys go late. I hate the Fox Radio syndicate. It's horrible. Anyway, though. You don't like Ben Maller? Ben Maller's pretty cool. I can't remember because I Googled him. I got you. The obnoxious one, he's actually pretty cool. But it's another guy on there. He just puts me to sleep. He has a real sharp voice. I don't like it. He's too technical. Anyway, though. I can't wait till the playoffs start. I hope that we're healthy when we go into the playoffs. You can really tell the crowd 
is ready. Like, the Bay Area market is a very smart basketball market. They're ready for the playoffs. We're ready for the playoffs. I can't wait for the playoffs to uh, start up because I can tell the crowd is ready for it, too. Great game tonight. I felt the energy from the players. I didn't feel it from the crowd. You guys have a blessed night. I love it. Have a nice night. Thanks, Fillmore. Thanks, Fillmore, Mike. Appreciate it. Let's follow Fillmore, Mike, up with the only thing that you can follow him up with. Let's listen to Steph Curry. We've had a good string of games since uh, the Phoenix game and a couple games before that. My boy! Um... In terms of like understanding that's how we can win games, whether we make or miss shots. So um, we want to put more and more games of that together. And I think it's all five guys. Obviously, we've had a lot of multiple efforts, um, good communication, and the chemistry in terms of whatever lineups out there picking up, you know, uh, carrying that momentum on that end of the floor has been good for us. What did you think of that reception for uh, for Bogut? It's a pretty special moment. For sure. I mean, he's uh, he's walking back with open arms, and uh, you know, he was a part of a lot of Warrior history, winning that first championship, and and just what he meant in terms of the the new regime from the time they booed Joe to winning a championship. So. Definitely nice for him to get back in front of the Warrior Dub Nation and and the fans here at home and uh, well deserved. Is part of this a little bit of nostalgia for you guys just to see him back in here in this arena? For sure. Well, since since he showed up and put the uniform back on, it's just been amazing to see and, and just a cool vibe in terms of you know a lot's happened since he left and a lot happened you know those three four years. Uh, when we were trying to make that first championship run. Um, so it's kind of blending a little bit of the old with the new. And for him to be able to transition the way he has, um, the way he looks, it's only going to help us. Steph, how much momentum can you guys get from the way you played defense this last stretch of games? Steve called it, you know, the last six games that have been really stellar. Um, and it's the right time to, to be doing it. Yeah, it's just developing an attitude um, where – we try to impose our will every night. Again, it could teams could hit shots, and you know it may look a certain way. But I think just overall, our energy and focus on that end of the floor has been great tonight. If we didn't play defense the way we did in the first half, it could have been a much different game because we weren't making shots and a little stagnant on offense. So our defense definitely won us the game tonight and allowed that offensive trigger to be as impactful um, to end the second quarter and to start uh, you know that second half. In the third quarter there, even while the play was going, you were waving to the crowd to get everyone up. Timeout, you're waving to both sides of the arena. What, what was it? Was just to get everybody louder? For sure. It was like a, a throwback, like 1980s basketball game in the first half. Just slow, <laughs> no, no, no uh, excitement, no rhythm to the game. And then we go on a, I don't know, it seemed like a 7 9 run or something like that. And uh, just want to get that, you know, that, that playoff-type noise going. Um, again, we, Oracle's special. We've only, we only got six more home games here in the regular season, obviously the playoffs, but not to take for granted uh, you know, what we've been able to do in the past and what we're doing you know, now. So whoever's in the arena, uh, 
just you know enjoying the, the excitement of the game. You know those many runs, <clears throat> we feed off their energy, and uh, we needed that moment. How was uh, how was the Marcus for you tonight? He's alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, that dude's amazing. Um, he can get it all different ways in terms of inside, outside. Uh, Putting pressure on on their bigs to have to make decisions, dominating in the paint, and then defensively he's just been great being in the right spots. Um, we've been able to gain some chemistry off of that in terms of our defensive presence with him on the floor. How comfortable you're basically playing 100 percent of your minutes with Draymond, and you've done that before. But how comfortable is it to get back to that? Again, this is what we've been used to. Obviously, things change. You know, injuries. Uh, <clears throat> Um, foul trouble matchups, all that type of stuff. But when we actually, you know, have those long stretches together and um, can work off each other in terms of pick and roll situations, and we moving out without the ball and 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 what he does defensively, uh, it's, it's great for us. So it's, it's uh, again, it's what we've been used to. All right, that's Steph Curry, and he brought up a good point about. Uh, you know, the Warriors don't play defense like they did in that first quarter, and maybe it is a little bit of a different ball game because uh, the shots weren't really going down for them. But, you know, that's a sign of a really uh, seasoned team. When their offense isn't working, their defense can hold them in a game, and that's exactly what happened. And then eventually shots started to go down, and they end up winning tonight 112-89 against the Indiana Pacers. Dallas Mavericks coming in here Saturday. And the Detroit Pistons are coming in here Sunday for a rare home-and-home. Home. No, it's not a home. It's back-to-back back home. home. Yeah, home-back-to-back. Back. Yeah, home-and-home. Home, I never. Home-and-home yeah, home means really home-and-away. Yeah. I never really right. got that. Like back in December when the Warriors played Portland and then they went to Portland. Exactly. Yeah, home-and-home. Home. But, yeah, Dallas in here uh, again and uh, should be interesting. Yeah, all right, that's going to do it. Remember to listen at 10.30 tomorrow for the play of the game if you want to win $100 for Matt Steinmetz. For John Dickinson, Alex Scott, Tim Jordan, and even Jesse Moore in the house. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.